This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast and this special conversation with Telegraph writer Jim White. Um, Jim will no doubt be familiar to a lot of you, um, a football columnist with the Telegraph, obviously, um, a regular contributor to the United We Stand podcast and also, I think, on an impressive run of winning form on Five Lives Weekly um, show Fighting Talk. Um, Hello to Jim White. Jim, how are you? Rich, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, very good. I lost the last time I was on Fighting Talk, but, you know, thanks Is for it? bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I listened to it in the car, and I, I drive back and forth, and, and I thought you'd won it, but no, maybe I'm wrong. I lost the, um, whatever it's called. I the was head, the, the um, at the end. yeah, it was the Valentine's card thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I was doomed. Heartily recommend Fighting Talk for anyone who's not listened to that. Um, Colin Murray hosts that along with a few others. Colin Murray, excellent EFL coverage, so um, even more yeah. kind of... Uh, interesting as we are doing it's all at the moment obliged to be done remotely um and it's a really difficult thing to pull that together but with four big egos all shouting at each other but they managed to do it somehow even do they have a, does someone have a mute button i'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd hope so this, this i may well be talking away and not actually any words <laughs> can be broadcast <laughs> yeah. yeah the the phrase you're on mute jim is is, is not been said too much to you hopefully um so yeah i guess uh, let me put this um up on the screen for those of you um who are watching us on the youtube um jim um wrote this article last week um capturing that certainly the mood the growing mood around um ipswich certainly starting with the blue action protests and then um bits and pieces in the media since um and saturday i think am i right in thinking you've you've got a soft spot for our opponents from the last weekend oxford is that right are they your are they your league one team jim am i right uh, yeah well i i live in oxford so okay. uh, I've, I've i've followed them um you know uh both my sons are oxford fans um uh, and I, I i i follow them from a distance yeah and and um, and as as we briefly discussed last week kind of an example of a club 
that in League One that's being run very well and exploiting all of its assets and and selling players at the right time as well. So we could talk about that. But I think what I was after, um, and, and apologies for dragging you back from, was it Chelsea, Southampton you were covering this week? That's right, I was. So back to League One with you, with Ipswich. Um, it's, it's just to, to understand the wider perspective, really. The, the, the article, I think, um, certainly chimed with, with most Ipswich fans at the moment. And I think I'm fascinated by the fact that we're kind of a, a tier three club and, and national journalists are now looking into what's going on there. Um, the, the title was How Ipswich um, Lurched into Crisis, kind of a hapless um, manager, a silent owner, sending their club into freefall. What was what was the motivation for for looking back into Ipswich Town after we did something in the playoffs, didn't you, fourteen fifteen? But yeah, what encouraged you to have a look at what's going on in in Suffolk? I think it was that statistic about the lowest league position in sixty four years. And digging into it, the last time Ipswich were that low, they were actually on the way up. You know, this yeah. was having arrived in the league from. Uh, from non-league and, and and we're beginning to progress and 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 then of course we those of us who watch from a distance associate Ipswich with yeah you know punching above their weight that's wh- where they've got but also with a kind of progressive football so it was the learning curve for Sir Ralph Ramsey for uh, for Bobby Robson both went on to be England managers having succeeded in Ipswich and this kind of sense of stagnation and having sunk to there because you know they're not they're not actually in 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 the relegation positions and it's an interesting one from an outside perspective and I'm sorry Ipswich fans to to suggest that you're some sort of odd uh you know example of something that we should all look at but what's interesting about it is that it, it, it isn't the typical story so it's not Wigan Athletic uh you know it's not it, it, it's not Luton Town it's not clubs that have suddenly sunk because of preposterous it's not Bolton Wanderers clubs that have sunk because of preposterous owners coming in and stripping them naked this is an owner who's been around for a long time but it all seems to have a kind of it's a perfect storm of 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 poor decisions all coming together accumulating and creating this position and that's quite unusual in football rich i mean most times um there's you know a leech at the top who's who's drawing money out um you know the bolton wanderers situation was absolutely disgraceful um five years ago and 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 ipswich isn't like that and um my uh, uh colleague nick ames who works for the guardian and has covered this a lot i think he used the term sleepwalking Mm. And I think that's that's the interesting aspect of it, isn't it? That this is a club for you, a absolutely critical part of your life. But for the outsider, it's a it's an odd example. It's an unusual example. Yeah, and, and and I think that's that's part of the reason, um, you know, b- behind the question is 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 a lot of Ipswich fans. You know, our, our podcast is inundated with questions week after week about, you know, how does it get much worse? Well. Sadly, there's there's a whole tier below us, um, and, we're, and we're not we're not there yet. You know, we're we're comfortably in mid table, but you, you've you've kind of put something d- down there about the the owner is 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 not a malicious, just incompetent. And and I just wonder, you know, Nick's article was was pretty you know pretty detailed about the the failings of the historical failings and you know that kind of stuff. I just I just find it fascinating that you'd be interested in 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 covering it because because it just is it, it's, it's serial incompetence rather than 
then and then someone out to maybe destroy the club from the inside or maybe he is and he's just doing it very stealthily it's <laughs> well uh, the, the conspiracy theorists love of course the fact that lambert was at norwich city i think mm. norwich fans are particularly enjoying that yes. you know the idea that he's some sort of sleeper agent lambert yes yeah. i i do think what has precipitated it although you will tell me that this has been going on much longer than that but i think what has added to it is the fact that the um the 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 lockdown is is an absolute disaster for the bigger club in league one i think talk to a Sunderland fan and, mm. and I know they've been recently taken over but Sunderland without fans you know you need fans in the stadium at this level you're not getting the television income you're not getting that you need fans you need local business support all that has been stripped away you add to that the fact that Marcus Evans's business is also critical on attendance you know it's business conferencing it, it's corporate hospitality at, at sporting events it's organizing big events which have all stopped so everything has been stripped away from Ipswich Town Evans has no income coming into his company no income coming in from Ipswich Town he was always after initially being a, a generous uh, benefactor he's latterly realized that that is not going to work for him and he's become parsimonious to the point of it being dangerous and i think that in a sense he's been put into that position maybe i'm being too kind to him you you would tell me but i think he's been accelerated into that position by by the pandemic and, and yeah that, that makes i i said that uh ipswich are outliers i mean in a sense they're suffering in the same way that a lot of clubs in league one are suffering i mean it's it's it is an absolute nightmare. Looking at the roadmap out of it, doesn't look and doesn't seem to be any mention of fans this season. I think no, that, that's going to make it even worse. And, and, and we had a, you know, we 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 talked about this last week that you know that the mood around the manager, which we need to talk about in a, in, a, in a minute as well. If supporters are in the grounds, a that's good for income, but b that is that's a louder, more. Um, more compelling reason to remove the manager who um, is not justifying his, I think he's amongst the highest earners, if not the highest earner managerially in the, in league one as well. And that's another variable here that this kind of, the, 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 he's been on kind of a, a PR campaign this week, as you would expect a manager who knows about how to, um, how to put his external image out there. But Paul Lambert's an interesting extra dimension to this as well. You, you mentioned the Norwich angle. Actually, largely, I think, has been forgotten about, maybe out of convenience or not wanting to think about it. But Paul Lambert's adding into this mix as well, isn't he? Very interesting, Paul Lambert, because Norwich, tremendous success. He got promoted out of League One and then out of the Championship into the Premier League. Obviously, a very ambitious man, got Aston Villa. And then things went horribly wrong and at Aston Villa he he looked a man adrift I don't know if you recall but on the touchline he put on an awful lot of weight he looked very pasty faced he 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 looked he looked a man really suffering and was sacked before they were relegated and subsequently to that he has become a kind of inverse Sam Allardyce you bring yeah. him in and he gets you relegated Stoke City they were relegated not his fault necessarily comes into Ipswich First thing he does is is get them relegated. I've done a little bit of research into this, and how can a man who was so successful at Norwich City decline so precipitately? Um, and I think 
one of the reasons is uh, Ian Culverhouse, who was his uh, number two at Norwich, uh, clearly was more important to him than he realised. And they parted their ways midway through his time at Aston Villa. And it's been a downhill slide ever since. Um, I have met him, actually. Curiously, I met him in a radio studio soon after. um, Well, not soon. I mean, the summer after he was fired at Aston Villa. And I was waiting in reception and I didn't recognise him because I'd seen this, as I said, bloated, pale uh, characters, uh, uh, not waving, but drowning on the touchline at Villa. And there was this very slim, uh, bronzed, clearly very fit um, man uh, uh, alongside me. And I didn't initially recognise him. He was very charming. He's very good uh, at putting... um, uh, 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 at, at communicating himself, which is an, a real oddity. If you're that good on a radio panel, if you're that good at delivering what you feel when you're doing the media, why can't you do it in a dressing room? Because clearly there are issues at Ipswich Town with the dressing room. And is it because he... You know, he's a Champions League winner himself. He he can't cope with players who aren't good enough. He's not told us about that, by the way, Jim. <laughs> Rarely. <laughs> it's a it's a really interesting it's a really interesting decline. But going back to what you were saying, I I think it wouldn't have been so much the noise in the stadium that would have led to him being fired already if we weren't under pandemic. I think it would have been people voting with their feet you yeah. know i think that you know endless nil nil draws an absolute inability to put the ball in the net uh, 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 a, a kind of stagnant stale football look he's got he's got the best squad in in league one the highest paid squad in league one what's he got 48 pro players or whatever like that, yeah. and, and, and yet he can't find any of them to put the ball in the net and i think that Look, you've got a a, a, a a brilliant, loyal, hardcore season ticket holders. But this is a club that you're in a 30,000-seat stadium, a club that would have a lot of vote, floating voters. And if you're doing well, they'll be coming back. You know, if you if you go on a on, on, on the march and get a, uh, a manager who can get you promoted out of League One, there'll be big crowds coming back. Yeah. Well, under Paul Lambert, there wouldn't have been. It would have been down to that hardcore committed fan and i think that financial hit would have would have seen him off yeah three months ago frankly and and if if kind of the situation at the club wasn't bad enough and you've you've just mentioned it there there's this news about um john nolan a midfielder and caden jackson who's a forward and probably would have made an impact off the bench on saturday had he been selected banished to this bomb squad in the under 23s you spoke to darren bent who was part of the same treatment at Villa. Um, it's interesting, Stephen Warnock, I think, on Football Focus a few weeks back, said exactly the same thing. It's a strange trait for a manager to, to have, particularly one, you know, we joke about it, you know, who's played in big dressing rooms and at big clubs, that good managers don't do that kind of stuff. Or the dirty laundry is certainly isn't aired in public, is it? No, it's kept very, very quiet. And then, you know, after uh, the, um, the, the, the nil-nil draw uh, against Northampton Town, uh, you know, there was this kind of paranoid, self-defensive, passionate uh, interview uh, with the East Anglian uh, uh, Times, where Daily Times, where he um, 
he was basically pointing the finger at other people. It was now to do with me, mate. Nobody could sort this out. It's yeah. not my fault. Nothing to do with me. Not Maya Culpa. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, so what is it? What is it about? What is going on? Are you unable to get who you want? Well, you've been there two and a half years. If it's to do with structure, you should by now have sorted it out. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I heard, and 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 you can correct me on this if if if. If I'm wrong on this, one of the things I've heard, and unfortunately, uh, you know, the lawyers at the Telegraph are very keen to ensure that you don't say anything uh, too libelous. But one of the things I've heard, so it didn't get in the article, but one of the things I've heard is that Marcus Evans is a, uh, very keen to take control. He's not a good delegator. But the problem is he doesn't make decisions. So there's a kind of lot of smaller decisions which aren't made. So yeah. it's almost as if you've got someone in charge who wants other people to do the day-to-day -day running but insists on doing it himself and then doesn't do it. And I think that that, that, makes, a kind of, that makes a kind of drift uh, behind the scenes, which is clearly evidenced in the dressing room and on the pitch. And it, and it pervades everywhere as well, even off the field in terms of communications and retail. That's what, you know, there was, there was a lot of chat in the summer and about um, Evans wanting to stamp his own philosophy or his, you know, there's these fabled five point plan that ultimately is in the owner's kit book 101, isn't it? Come up with a strategy plan. You know, the difference with Evans, unlike someone like David Sheepshanks, who's, who had a five, had a, he had a three year plan to get us promoted in, in the late nineties, which obviously culminated, it was a five-year plan that were was done in three. Great when that happens. Marcus Evans' plans are kind of fag packet, kind of, um, and 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 not really followed through, and and mm. we get kind of slopey shoulders when things don't happen. And and I don't know whether the change of approach over the summer to kind of be more on Paul Lambert's back to to kind of impress on him the need to do passing football, which at the moment is at the expense of, a, of attacking football and scoring goals, it seems. Um, whether that's an owner trying to get things back on track, trying to make a fist of things, but clearly being out of their depth in doing and doing so. And to be fair to Paul Lambert, this, this hierarchy thing is it as important, I guess, as Paul Lambert. Maybe maybe all of us think at League One level at least. You know, when I mentioned Oxford, I'm not sure if there's a big hierarchy there. Carl Robinson seems to me is the the focal point and sets the tone is that is that how it should be done yes i think it is how it should be done at a, a a lower league club you know you you haven't got room for that huge hierarchy you just can't you 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 can't do it i mean what you were saying um uh, uh, as well when we spoke um ahead of doing that article was that that parsimony is is evidenced in things like the pitch yeah it's you know, town's pitch used to be magnificent didn't it and it's now threadbare and that's through kind of point not uh, self-destructive uh parsimony you know if you don't mm. invest in the pitch you can't play passing football it's 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 you know then it becomes a problem now interestingly uh there was a lot of reaction to that piece on twitter and one of the things that uh i got uh people mentioning was that i was wrong to say that the um the academy was was uh not producing as it was I, i'm not quite sure about that rich i mean you will correct me if i've got this wrong but am i not right in saying that last october was the first time in about 30 years that there wasn't a single ipswich player in any of the england age group 
teams. So um, you've got yeah. you've got you've got a situation where there's nobody from under 13 or whatever it is mm. all the way up to the under 21s and it's which always had somebody there always so there's yeah. nobody there so that means what you've not got is for some reason now whether that's again going back to parsimony maybe the scouting system's been starved of funds whatever it is what you're not getting is the people coming up who you can then uh, uh polish up and sell on and and Ipswich was always very good at uh, at doing that and making a bit of money along the way. Um, Taro Mings, I know he didn't come through the academy, but he was one of those sort of forgotten gems that they brought in, made better, sold on and made money. Now that is, as a business model, a really good one for League One clubs. Mm. You, you, you know, you get somebody who's been rejected by Chelsea's academy and you turn them into somebody who then gets back into the Championship or the Premier League and you get good money for it. A lot of clubs... Uh, uh, run like that. Brentford being the prime example of, of of a club that's thrived under it. So Ipswich have shot themselves in the foot even in that. You know, you you can't become one of those get them in, make them better, sell them on League One clubs. You can't do that at Ipswich because everything's being everything's being kind of starved of funds. Yeah, we talked. Sorry. Sorry, I, I just think that that's really indicative of, of what's going on behind the scenes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. In terms of the hierarchy, I th- that's where that's where you need stronger people. And you and you know, I think Steve McGavin was our head of recruitment at academy, quite highly thought of in the era. Was poached by Norwich, who have a Category One um, academy. Um, and I think that the EPPP, I think it is. Um, we've lost a few prospects who were 14, 15, 16 mm-hmm. to Premier League clubs. Uh, that's a natural consequence, uh, particularly of shifting now the pyramid of where yeah. we are. But I think, I think. 
you've probably got whether it's if fans want to believe it or not or the the sign of a successful academy for me is is transfers it's players going out the door the only player who's been linked with significant moves elsewhere is Flynn Downs um, our midfielder who's linked with a move to Palace and when we we were trying to hold out for a a four or five million pound fee the kind of the fee that maybe um, Leeds spent on um, Fabian Delph um, and and that's just not realistic and you think of the other academy players that are coming through at the moment and playing in the first team of which there were four I think on against Northampton maybe a few more on well, trying to think didn't do, the, didn't do the numbers for Saturday but who who else wants these players you know these are players of academy players of convenience for us which is good and it's great to see particularly local players coming through but who would sign a Miles Kenlock who's, who's our left back probably a name these are names that you've probably not heard of either yeah. and yeah. that's an illustration as well whereas rewind 10-15 years you know the academy was producing players like Connor Wickham and before that Darren Ambrose Darren Bent um that conveyor belt has stopped and for whatever reason I, I don't know what that is um you've got to say the owner's part of that as well uh, but the manager also i mean if you, you what you need is is a, a a a proper pathway and if the manager's playing five low knees he's mm. suggesting and he might be right i mean he's suggesting kids from elsewhere are better than kids i've got and it's not really proven to be the case so far you know i think that we've got troy parrot who who from spurs luke matheson from from wolves who pro- probably are an improvement in the in the areas where that where they play but other than that i'm not sure they've made a drastic difference and as you said we've got we've got a um, young defender called Corey and darby who's on loan at air united who could quite conceivably be playing at center back for us rather than with no disrespect to him, mark mcginnis who's on who's learning the game with us from arsenal um, where I think he's the under-23s captain. Mm. Um, and this this is a pattern that's repeating. And the, the owners and our director of footballing operations said we would never do. And again, when when a team is scrabbling around for form and where there is no structure and coherent leadership, these kind of short-termist decisions start to, to creep in, don't they? Mm. So what's going to happen, Rich? Where, where, where do you I was going to ask I you have that. Heard, I have heard uh, that there is a serious... Uh, bid and that Evans right. is in discussions. Serious bid um, uh, involving um, senior figures elsewhere. Um, I mean, uh, executive figures coming in on the back of uh, money from overseas. Uh, but we're not talking, um, you know, uh, uh, an oligarch looking to splash his cash. These are people who are looking to make money out of the club. But what they would do in terms of making money is ensure that the club progressed and went upwards, uh, which seems to be the only way you are going to make money. Yeah, which is a weird thing when you think about Marcus Evans and all the money that he sunk, is that he's forgotten that being in League One is not how you get return on your investment. It's it's bizarre how decisions such as, and you asked me the question last week, and I'm going to flip it around on you and put you on the spot. What would you do next? Um, is why would you keep hold of a manager who clearly hasn't found a formula to get you the right, the business end of the league table? That to me is, if you're if you're an owner looking to make an impact, yes, there's a cost, a significant cost to sack Paul Lambert, but, but surely you would surely you would do that, and to not do that is is almost s- inflicting harm upon yourself, isn't it? So it's would you sack? Would... Absolutely no question. The manager's time is over. You know so. It, you know, sometimes you stick with managers, and sometimes you you, you 
you don't. And this is a case where everything has gone wrong. The, you know, the idea that this is a manager who is going to propel you up the table has gone. I mean, his body language is all wrong. His tactics are all wrong. Uh, and, and his relationship with the fans is all wrong. You know, as that banner said, thanks for the beers, but times has been called at the bar. Um, he, it, 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 it's got to go. Um, and the club needs to bring in somebody who buys to the idea of progress. And I suspect, I don't know, but I suspect they, the new ownership, it, it'll be bye-bye Paul Lambert immediately. Uh, I suspect they'll probably come in with their own man, whoever that might be. I don't know. Um, so, you know, I, I I think his time is 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 definitely uh, limited. What what I going back to the owner? What what I think you're absolutely right on that is I think he's got financial problems way beyond Ipswich Town, and the problem he has is that he's concentrating on those. And yet he doesn't allow other people to run Ipswich Town. Mm. So, you know, he said, right, the, the, the money ends here. There's not going to be an investment, um, but I'm not going to control it. You have to go back to, you know, the money he put in has always gone on debt. Uh, you know, he's just added to the debt. Yes, he paid off the debt. Uh, when he bought the club in 2007, he paid off the debt, but he paid it off in a way that he was just transferring it onto his own company. And my understanding is it's, it's you know, no fault of his own. The pandemic has absolutely exacerbated that. So you're talking about, you know, close to 100 million debt uh, that he own, owns and that the club owes him. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine that's why he's looking to get out. And longer term, I mean, that that's the kind of to me, uh, you know, I, I can sit and moan about the on-field stuff all the time, but for me and a lot of Ipswich fans, are arguably a minority who are interested in what's going on off the field as well as on it, it just feels like a ticking time bomb to me because there is a point where Marcus Evans, I've tried all of these things and nothing is working, so. I want an exit strategy. The the takeover, you know, the the rumours, as you've mentioned, have started to build over the weekend and let's keep an eye on that. But ultimately, that might be months away. That might not be something that happens imminently. So you still got, uh, you know, a, a good almost a half of the campaign left. But to me, I just feel that Marcus Evans, if that takeover thing falls through, if it's there at all, um, if his route out is to sell the training ground, if it's to cash in on stuff, and you know, we, the, the, I think to to your original article and, and Nick's thing is, we're sleepwalking, um, maybe into oblivion, but but potentially we are assuming that Marcus Evans doesn't suddenly go right. I'm washing my hands of this, and I'm going to try and claw back as much of this debt as I can, and in doing so, we'll take the club down with him. Is that, is that I mean, something that you, you think I, is a legitimate I fear? I think that's absolutely a legitimate fear. He has not made Ipswich a particularly saleable prospect. No, heavily indebted, not doing very well. Um, there's a great history there, but how many people buy on history? They buy on the present. And so he's in negotiations, we understand, with with a, a, a potential buyer. But as you say, what if that falls over? I can't see there's a line around the street outside Portman Road of people going, oh, just sign. Yeah, I'll just sign here. 
Yeah, yeah here's, here's a check for 30 really quid or whatever you want, Marcus. Yeah, name your price. Yeah, exactly right. And and so I think the, the kind of the last question that I'll, I'll pitch to you is if you're you're Marcus Evans at the moment and you know, let's let's put this takeover to one side at the moment. Presumably the, the biggest thing you the most impactful thing you can do is a change of, of the manager, isn't it? It is indeed. I mean, he has to change his whole philosophy, I think, in terms of uh, the way he runs the club. But the first thing he has to do is is uh, change the manager. It's just not working. It, it, and there are there are good people out there. You know, there are there are good people who would come in and r- just supply some energy. It's a, yes. I know that sounds a, I know that sounds a, an odd word, but he, he he feels to me, Paul Lambert, like an energy drain. You know that kind of there's as you you use the, the 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 metaphor of the shoulders sinking. His shoulders are permanently sunk, and you can imagine it's not fun. I would no. imagine being at the draining ground. It's not a laugh. You're not having a good time. What you want is someone to come in, bang it all together, get it, get it going, get it, get, get it, get them uh, verved up. And you know, you mentioned to me the Cowley brothers. It didn't work out at Huddersfield, but. They are people who would do that, and they're people with ambition and and energy. I mean, the person who uh, Ipswich ought to uh, bite the hand, you know, fight for like crazy, but I can't see him moving at the moment. Is Michael Appleton at uh, Lincoln City? But yeah, I can't I see that, him moving yeah. at the moment because I think he's he's getting things as he wants them. Uh, would you see it? Would this is the interesting debate, and again, why your kind of more neutral perspective is interesting? Would you? And, and Nick's article um, back in the, in the last year said this, that Ipswich fans are really good at underselling uh, the club. And, um, you know, that you talked about the history and I agree that, you know, the Robson era and even the Burley era and maybe even to a lesser extent, the Joe Royal era ages ago. And there are people now who are starting to watch Ipswich who've never seen this success. Would someone like Michael Appleton, who's got Lincoln to the top of League One and an Ipswich town, or maybe even, let's say, a Sunderland came knocking would he see it which is a step down at the moment would you say from where he is i mean he's had an interesting uh managerial career and that he had his fingers very badly burnt when his ambition took him to uh, uh blackburn and portsmouth two clubs with magnificent tradition as well um and appalling ownership i think he now very carefully studies the owner um so i'm not yeah, sure no. whether in which uh, case <laughs> in which case he would um uh, you know i think i think he's got a good re- he had a he had a very good relationship with the previous owner at oxford united he has a very good relationship with the current owner at lincoln city i think that's what he goes for now rather than prestige i think earlier in his career he was definitely someone who thought oh i'm manager of blackburn rovers i'm manager of portsmouth this is big time now i think he's much more I think he's had his fingers burnt by those experiences. So yeah, I'm sorry, Rich. Probably not. No. Probably not. <laughs> That's what I assumed anyway. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there there are people, there are people out there. And I mean, whatever happens next. I mean, this is there is just so much stuff happening. Maybe as you said, it's the pandemic. Maybe we're just starved of. I've kind of run out of box sets on Netflix and Amazon Prime. So maybe it's just fabricating some pantomime, pantomime around it, which is is all that I've got at the moment. But given you're interested, given um, the times you're interested, talk sport are interested about us. It's it's sad that we're being talked about in, in this kind of context rather than being upwardly mobile. But um, 
are you is, is this a situation that you're going to keep an eye on is there a sequel or a, a kind of a trilogy of interesting articles um to come in the next few months do you think from you or is this i, I definitely i think it is I, I i think they are indicative i think they're a, a, a an example of 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 you know as i said the perfect storm of accumulated issues yeah. um and I, I feel for you being in the middle of it because you feel so powerless and particularly at the moment where you can't even go and moan in the stadium um the fans are the club and uh you know they are being absolutely beasted over this and um you know power play between uh an egotistical manager and a parsimonious owner it, it's always the fans who suffer in the middle yeah if, if i mean there's 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 a point to end on i think wholeheartedly agree and i, and I guess on behalf of ipswich fans any exposure any um any shedding of light that extends beyond um suffolk is is really appreciated and really thorough well considered article so on behalf of his fans thanks jim and and keep an eye on us as well <laughs> let's not assume that anything might improve um rapidly but a takeover might change things and take over the takeover might I'm, I'm fingers crossed on 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 that rich because it is a club that should be there it should be championship minimum yeah well, fingers crossed for the future. Eh? Um, Jim, where can we? Is there anything else that you want to draw attention to? Your your Twitter um, handle or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I am on Twitter. It's uh, Jim Dot White One, um, uh, and uh, you know um, anything that you any underhand or or, or criticism keep it, it the nice. other guy send it yeah the me. other one he yeah he didn't he didn't do so well last week yeah at jim w1 on on twitter um and um thank you again for your time really appreciate that jim and um look after yourself thanks rich and you It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.